Hello, hello everybody going live for Tuesday Talks and today we have an amazing soul called Joanne Light. Uh, now she is an amazing, amazing entrepreneur as well. Uh, she ha Joanne has a passion for helping parents navigate their parenting journey. Um, who doesn't need that? You know, uh, we all need that. There is not a parenting book out there which tells you exactly what to do is his experiences but let's see what joanne has to say and uh, let's invite her over there we are hey you are here <laughs> how is it ah i'm how here i'm here i'm fine how are you i'm great great i'm great thank you so thank you for joining tuesday talks uh joanne uh, i've done a short introduction for you already so oh, it's lovely okay. to meet you Lovely to uh, meet you. So I'll hand over the mic to you to start with. So just let us know who you are, um, what you do, and the biggest question of all at the end would be, you know, why do you do it? That's a good question. <laughs> First of all, Zishan, I want to thank you for having me and tell you that um, I appreciate your patience with my technology challenge. Uh, I, I know a lot about parenting and all of that, but very little about some of the new technology. So here I am. I hope you can see me and hear me. I'm happy to share with your audience. Um, I'm, my name is Joanne Light. I'm not sure what Sishan told you, but I'm uh, currently a parent coach. I work with parents, mostly of teens and tweens, in navigating those daily challenges. And um, I love teenagers because I think they, they get a bad rap and nobody really understands or few people really understand what their brains are doing and why they are impulsive and disrespectful and take big risks and do things that we all worry about. But that's part of them growing and becoming independent individuals. So I, I work with their parents because we... I hope that I can get their parents to understand who they are as parents, to be self-aware, and therefore do the best job they can do for their kids. It's hard. Parenting is really, I think, the hardest job any of us ever has if you choose to be a parent. It's tough. It's tough. You love them, um, and you're afraid of everything. So uh, that is my passion. I work with parents, and I think I've come to it. Um, after many, many years in higher education, both counseling, teaching, and administration, uh, I think I come to it, I always enjoyed working with students, and uh, I taught high school for a while, and I feel that we, as a baby boomer, our generation, and even the ones just below us, those Gen Xs, are responsible for raising the next generation. So today's parents of young children, and certainly of teenagers, have a big task. They, they really need to create um, resilient, competent kids who, who can lead us on a better path than I feel that we're currently on in the world right now. So I'm, I look to, to create family harmony, because if there's more harmony at home, that can spread. So that's that kind of why I do what I do. That is that's a that's that's an amazing story and thank you for sharing that you know so so having that background of um, you know interacting with students who uh, you know were teenagers tweens as well um, yes. 
you know, it's it's quite uh, it's quite funny. Uh, I wasn't aware of the term tween for a long time uh, until my daughter, who's currently fourteen, started telling me when she was tween. Oh, we we are tween now. You can't say this, kids and the child and all that stuff. So I'm like, tween, what is this? <laughs> like, so that's a so I'm aware of tween now. But now she's a teen, so she's fourteen, and um, uh, you know, she's she's got. Um, uh, we've raised her to be uh, to have a strong mind. So she is very. She knows what she wants. She can, uh, you know, she she's very uh, assertive in things that she needs, and she will, you know, make sure that you you know it, uh, and and things like that. But it's great to then to have you today. So I'll see if things that I am thinking of as well are correct or wrong. Uh, you know, because there is there is no manual out there for parenting, as we all no. know it. You know, it's all experiences that's been handed down and then some work some don't uh, you know some are from a different era and time and which are some irrelevant now uh so it's all it's all there um but i mean from my background in terms of what i see as parenting is uh i've got about four siblings after me as well being the eldest in the family i took a lot of brunt for a lot of stuff you know because the eldest always gets in trouble for everything that everybody else does so like you're the eldest why you didn't help Okay, right, you know things are so. I've grown up with the mindset of um, it's even though when people say it's a phase that you are going through, that's generally not a phase, and it's generally uh, you're just now expanding and learning new things, right? It's a, it's a new developmental stage. Exactly. But, um, exactly. But, yeah, yeah. But if your daughter, it sounds like she's doing very well because you perhaps you've given her space. To, to be who she is. I think that's really important that we as parents um, uh, allow our kids to, to, to make mistakes and to meet challenges and that you model your values. Uh, and we all come to the, the parenting uh, place with encoded behavior. I mean, how you were parented, even if you say, I'm never going to make the mistakes my parent made. So if you're in your, in your case, you were the oldest, you took the brunt. So you're not going to, you're not going to repeat that with your daughter, but who knows? It's very hard. It's, it's in, it's in the DNA. You know, you find yourself. I remember when I would find myself saying, Oh my God, I sound like my mother. That was just the worst, but we all have that, that problem. And, and we have a fear of, making the same mistakes our parents made because everyone makes mistakes. We have this fear of not being good enough, not being, um, uh, of messing up our, our kids' lives. It's, it's natural to be afraid of, of as a parent. And Zishan, there's a lot to be afraid of right now out there in the world. School shootings, um, depression, autisms, learning disabilities, not the right school, drugs, sex, pornography, as young as 10, they're online and, and who knows what they're seeing. And they don't have a place to really have uh, gain knowledge or literacy of, of what's going on in the internet. So as parents, that's an additional job you have because they're not teaching it at school. So no, I, I agree. It's, 100%. it's rough out there. Yeah, no, I agree, agree, I agree, hundred percent. It's uh, it's it's overwhelming. Uh, for I I know some friends who uh, you know, find it overwhelming in terms of oh, we can't, we don't, we don't know what's happening in this side. Uh, you know, because uh, if they're 
you know, their kid is just telling them something, they just say, oh, this might be it. It's okay, right? That's that's it. Um, but then we sometimes I'm like, you sure that, you know, that is not the case, right? It's, um, I mean, I, I, I'm a person who gives the benefit of a doubt, but sometimes you just have to know, you know, how was, how was you when you were 14? What were you trying to do, right? Yeah. So it's it's the same it's the same game they're just different players the game is the same still they're still trying to expand their wings go out and do uh, hang out with their friends they want to you know stay up late at night you know but now handily they have devices that they can take in their rooms which we didn't have at our time for example oh, you right. know so so now they have these things we we were like hiding games playstations and things like that but everything is now readily available to them these googles and alexas are all there so you uh, as you said the information is all there so i think that another struggle a lot of um, parents also have is because they're not uh, maybe tech savvy right uh, so that that also comes across like oh i'm not too sure what they're doing on their phone and i don't want to be uh, you know give them their space but then not keep asking for their phone every five minutes. Oh, show me what you're doing. Show me what you're doing. Uh, you know, that's, that's there as well. Every parent, I think, has to come to their own terms with that whole thing. But there, it is, um, I think, online and, you know, we growing up, and you way after me, but growing up, there was no online and offline. And now there, it's all one. It, it's all one. Everything is online. Uh, so there's no such thing as really offline. So every parent, I think, has to educate himself or herself um, and set boundaries. I, I think if you, if you, and model the behavior. If you're sitting on your phone scrolling all day long, you know, so might your kids. But modeling not just social media behaviors, Ishan, but your your values. If your values have come through, if since they were little, and it's never too soon to start to be self-aware and teach them to be emotionally intelligent. And, and they're watching you. Even those teenagers, when they say, I, I hate you, you just always do this, they don't mean it. They need you more than ever when they're teenagers. And they are watching everything you do. So if you're anxious and um, judgmental and um, dismissive, like, oh, don't worry about that, or that's not important. They absorb that. And uh, so they really, they, but they need, if you feel you've created strong boundaries of what really is out of, out of line, totally, then you can create the middle section for them. And when they're teens, they're super learners. They can learn anything when they're, when they're teenagers. That brain is redeveloping, it's pruning, it's, it can absorb so much information. It's the time to really teach them so much or give them an opportunity to learn so much. The problem is that their emotional side of their brain is a little more active than their rational side. So, so things happen that you know you might not like, but you have to learn that what can you live with and what is you know when it comes to safety and morality. Those are the two areas that I always say to parents: that's no, that's a no go. Their safety, health, and their morality are important. So if they dye their hair red, so what? You know, live with it. Let them be who they are. I think that's very freeing for kids. 
I, I love that. I love that you touched upon this. It's something that uh, I strongly believe as well. So it's something that I discuss with my um, other half as well, you know, in terms of, because um, I read it somewhere a long time ago, because I'm, I'm so involved in the mindset side of things uh, mm-hmm. that I read somewhere that when they, uh, you know, the reason you see teenager react the way they are reacting is just because their brain at that time is rewiring itself, right? Exactly. So from, from the birth, to now, wherever they have learned, now it's looking at itself and it's resetting it. They say, okay, all these things, I can. Uh, it starts archiving everything and it starts making new connections. So it's so making new connections the to the new land. Yep. Exactly, exactly. So it's learning new things. When that is happening, they are in a, you know, hyper euphoric moment of everything is like, oh, I know everything. And this is the moment they think they know everything. They can they can do skydiving, they can do everything where the parents are like, what, what are you going to do? Uh, well, you know, and a lot of time they, you know, I want, as you said, I want pink hair, I want red hair. Uh, we, we, we get that every time here. So, uh, so we're like, and I, I, say, I usually say to my missus, let's do it. Do you want, you know, our daughter to be one of those uh, people that you look at on the, nothing wrong with those that we are saying, but it, it is something I come across that they are, and uh, they're trying to fulfill their desires at an at, at the older age where because the parent had restricted them right now they are doing themselves uh pink hair and now you look at a why well, it doesn't look cute now it might have looked cuter when you were younger or teenager right so this thing you know it's like oh wear bright bright colors and things like that it's like okay you know some people can pull it off some can't so do you we don't know where our daughter's going to be at that time right so do you want that i would rather let her do it all now in the comfort of our space. Let so, her make mistakes at home. Exactly. We, it, so when she has a fallback, she has us as a fallback, and then we can take care of that. And, you know, it's, it's after that, we don't know what's going to happen. Who knows we're here or not as well. So, yeah. But, you know, if you've made a connection, uh, I, when parents, if you've created that bond, that connection from when an early age on, it it's so that's critical to successful parenting. And and there's so many parents who feel that they're a successful parent if their child is successful, but success is such a relative term. Mm. Um, I think too many parents, at least in the USA, um, there's too much of foisting your, 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 not your values, but your wishes for what they might look like or what they might do or how they might succeed too much competition about, my child, you know, is the smartest or the best athlete. That that doesn't mean the child is happy. So I think uh, you've 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 touched on it. It's it's really important that we really step back and and don't do too much advising. And if your child, if you've been there, if you're oh, if you're showing up, your child knows that you're there. And they, if you've built the trust connection, you've got to rely on that. You can really rely on that and a step away from some of the fear. And I know that personally from an experience with my oldest daughter, who now is almost 40. So it really, I was so afraid of what she was doing and what she, how she was doing it and the, the depression and the anxiety. And I didn't really give the space to, to, first of all, recognize what was good, what was going well. You know, we get so caught up in the negative mindset. So I think, I think you've got it right. I mean, 
some and some parents don't want their child to have pink hair no matter what and if that's one of the rules and you've worked it out with your child and he or she they understand maybe they you know you can figure that out but i always go by safety and morality i i love that you know you've you've also you know it's just coming it's coming to what how i been you know since she was born and something i've said to my missus already straight away that i was able to you know uh I, I, forecast is not the right word but tell before our daughter was about to do something right beforehand so i i'll be like we you know how the kids are you're sitting down and they're toddlers and they will do the thing i'll say oh i think she's going to do this soon right and she'll like how do you know i'm like well you you know we have given her the space she had her own corner and everything that she will run around and make whatever mess in the house but our house at that time was a house that you want you can't tell that there is a small kid in our house wow. because everything was immaculate right why because we had given her her space that was her space and she can do whatever she wants in there she comes out of that space then she knows we can't do these things and i think because we've raised her in that way and especially one thing i always touch upon with everybody since she was born we stopped watching tv wow. uh, in the evening she has never actually seen us during the weekdays she's never actually seen us having a tv on uh, apart from weekends or in the late evenings when she's gone to bed and she's come down to take water and like, oh you guys watching tv like, we were like yeah we're just relaxing and then we're going to go to bed uh, we just wanted to see what's on the news you know things like that so she's not seen that so she doesn't have a habit of turning watching the tv, TV. on when she comes up yep she, when she comes on she doesn't you know i've seen some kids who come on and straight to the tv so it's not there uh, the whole point of this is that since the beginning i said to my is what we have to treat her like an individual person even though she is little she has her own voice now already that she is talking but we can't understand and hear what she say but in her mind she's already talking to her you know that inner voice that you hear she's already saying those things so she is individual if we treat her as an individual and she will grow into that individual hence she's more assertive and knows what she wants now uh, in terms of what things she wants to do in the future as well uh I'm quite happy and I'm quite happy to hear from you as well that I'm kind of in a right way. <laughs> it sounds good. It sounds good, but don't be surprised because next year could be different. Yes. Which is already <laughs> which is already happening, you know. Uh, her mood swings are going along. I I'm the, I, I'm the annoying parent at the moment, so uh, everything I do is annoyingly oh. annoying. So I'm going through that motion at the moment, but I just go, well, I'm just talking why are you getting so worked up about it you know every what? parent of a teenager is annoying if you haven't been accused of being annoying and they're annoyed by everything those yeah. are the, why are you wearing those shoes it's so annoying oh, why yes. do you talk to yes. me that way it's so annoying but really uh, trust me they are watching you and if you're open and accepting and giving them space and unconditionally loving them it's i always say that we all love our children um they need however to be to feel that they're loved which is different than you saying oh i love my kids i do anything for my kids it's they have to feel it and um you love them and there are days when you don't like them very much yeah and that's okay yeah. 
That's mm-hmm. okay. If you can be honest with yourself and share share your experiences as a 14-year-old. Sometimes I think that's helpful to the kids. They feel, wow, if, if dad is sharing his ideas and his experiences and how he feels, I guess it's okay for me to tell him how I feel. And then you're curious. Be curious because when they're teens, that's when you can learn as much from them. It is, I, love, I love that what you just said at the end, you know, be curious about their being them being teen because I, I always look back at my experience, right? So I was the black sheep and a rebel in my family, being the <laughs> eldest as well. I ended up, I was like, I'm not taking all this. By the time I was 16, 17, uh, I was out and about. I was being entrepreneur myself. And, you know, I was like, I wanted to be my own man. So not going to take anything from my dad and things like that. So, you know, we and my, my, my dad didn't get along. So I understand that part of it. I'm like, okay, so I am always looking out for those signals already. Uh, and, and, you know, but you have your things to do. What you want to do is there. Um, and what you mentioned, you know, is their experience, is their world. is different to how I grew and what my world was. Even though the game is still the same, the time and era is different. Information is in her pocket every day now, right? It's easy it, to come by, yep. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I already realized that I was a few years back when she was doing homework and she stopped asking me help. Why? She can now just Google the, what she needs to know, right? <laughs> she's just Googling the questions that she's not understanding. What does this mean? Uh, let's just Google it, you know? Uh, and, and that's what the answer comes along. So they are growing in a faster pace than us which is great but also experiencing a lot more than what we did you know something we experienced in something you know something we learned in five years time they can now learn in one year pretty much you know they are aware of it but Uh, that's i think that's a little scary because i feel like their childhoods are being a little bit shortened or stolen because there's there's so much out there and uh I, I think there's a lot out there to be afraid of uh, what, when they're online. There's a wonderful, actually, your viewers might be interested. There's a wonderful website called cyberwise.org. Cyberwise. Oh, yeah, I'm aware of that. Yeah, you Cyberwise. Are. Okay. It's a great, they have courses for parents and they go out to the schools. Um, you know, the young parents, I, as such as yourself, it's a, it's a great tool to really and shocking, actually, <laughs> what the kids are doing online. No matter how much you think you're controlling, there's a way they can get around it. So well, it's important. Exactly. exactly. You know, it's putting yourself in their shoes. If you were that child and then you, you know, what you are now, your parent were you telling you something not to do, you still found a way to connect with your friend that you wanted to connect with or do the thing that you wanted to do, right? You, you found that. So... Is, is that what I found is if you the more you restrict, the more they want to do it because now you're giving them uh, a fuel. Uh, you're giving them fuel to rebel. It's, and, it's you intrinsic know, and like, motivation, you know. It, yeah, it, yeah. It, exactly. You know, it's like the reward part of their brain. You know. <laughs> exactly. It's like right. If you're stopping me something to do it, it must be something good. <laughs> or actually why you don't want me to do it. I want to go and experience it. It's a bit like, don't go into the dark room. And hang on a minute, I'm going to go and check out that dark room. Why? What, what's in there? You're probably hidden some sweets in there, for example, you know, or my PlayStation's probably in there, you know? So it, those things are going. But I, I love the fact that you, share it, you shared that. It's, 
So since you've been doing this, uh, and I'm sure you've come across, you know, various uh, parents that you helped, um, but what would be the one that you can share? What, what you know, was that stuck by you, you know, in, in your mind, whenever you think back, like, you know, I've not had this before. And it's the strangest thing or the best thing. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think one of, one of the things I really love is when a parent who commits and, uh, and, and wants to do the coaching is willing to dig in and, and realize what he or she is contributing to, to the whole process of parenting um, and become more self-aware and less judgmental. So I try to work with my parents to um, be uh, what I call emotional scientists, not emotional judges, that they, their child's behavior might be so annoying and so upsetting and so um, out of what you had hoped to see be it a tantrum in the store or, um, you know, cutting school and getting in trouble, what, whatever it is, um, just understanding where it's coming from, because their behavior is just information for you. It, there's some emotion that's kicking in. I had one father who really kept saying to me that his son uh, was fine, you know, was doing what he was supposed to do. Um, why do you keep talking about the, all these emotions? You know, there's, it's, I, I don't need to talk about all this. I don't want him to always be sharing his emotions. And it was clear this dad didn't grow up in a family where you talked about emotions, which is true in a lot of, of families around, everywhere. But, I was going to say that it's, it's more true for, for the male counterparts. Anyway, we are programmed not to, that, not to share. That's exactly right. And you have to reprogram your brain a little bit. But by the time we got through enough sessions, what I loved was when he said to me, oh, you know, I had no idea what I didn't know. You know, I just didn't know what I didn't know. And that was very telling because if you have a mindset you, that you're not willing to change or pivot, then there's, it's, it's, it's really hard to get, get, get you to do it. You know, it takes a lot of practice. And, and work. So um, parent coaching, I, it's more than just the surface sort of strategies and tips. I can do that. But I love it when parents really want to think about where they're at and how that affects their kids. And just remember, they're watching you 24-7. And even when you think they don't see what's going on, they do. They really do. <laughs> even, even little kids. It's just amazing. Yeah, no, I agree, agree, hundred percent. You know, because it, it's something they've been soaking up since they were little, anyway. So they, they, they are soaking up until it's their time to actually now go out there and make their decisions and everything. Uh, something that I learned um, quite a quite a while back, uh, and it came across the the way the things I do sometimes was uh, I was told that you know. Um, when it came, when it comes down to making the actual decisions, you know, mm -hmm. which needs to affect you, you always fall back into your behavioral patterns of your uh, family or mm -hmm. ancestrals, right? So DNA, uh, before DNA kicks in, is your what you've been observing since you were a baby, since you were a little child. So a lot of that stuff is in subconscious mind, right? It's archived in there, uh, and the 
mind is so great that what it does is when it comes to actual decision this is when you say oh now i've just acted like my dad oh i've just done this like that person why you've done that without knowing and you've realized later is because that's what you only know right that's your generational not... pattern you're, exactly. you've absorbed it but it's, so it and takes work it's to change up. that you have to really want to see, you know, and, and when it's pointed out to you or for you to be able to point it out to yourself is, is, be is best. If you're self-aware and you can say, oh, I'm and, and apologize or repair the relationship because that connection, you, you, you just, you want to make sure that you have it all through their, not only their teenage years, but when they're adults, it's really nice if they're still that bond with, with family, with parents. It's no, I agree, hundred, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's, it's, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's hard work. It, well, it feels like hard work sometimes. It is hard work. You know, it, it, yeah, it is hard work. But if, if it's only hard work if you let it get to you as well, right? So mm -hmm. th that's how I see it. I mean, I am going through that phase of where. I am the only annoying parent at the moment. Everything I do and everything, even I'm, I'm dropping her to to the uh, to the bus stop for her school. She's like, "Can you stop singing? Can you stop doing that?" I'm like, "Well, why? It's, you know, I'm I'm just happy that I'm dropping you to school. It's a nice sunny day. Like, no, it's so annoying. You know, you're, so you're annoying. singing. Yeah, you're so annoying. You're singing it's the too wrong early. music. You're singing. Yeah, yeah. You're humming. Whatever. Everything, everything. And I'm like, it, that I'm just like, it's okay, right? Just just relax, just relax, you know, don't, don't get worked about it. I'll be quiet now that, uh, or sometime when, when she's in the, uh, in the living room with me and I, I, you know, we, uh, TikTok is the new thing that she's been doing it. So, you know, I'll try to interrupt those things and she's like, what are you annoying? And I, so I just started now, just give her a hug and say, yeah, I love you too. I love right. you too. That's yeah. Right. When she's saying you're annoying, you're annoying. I'm like, that's your, you know, in my mind is like, so I don't need to get worked up about it. Cause why, why are you talking to me that way? You know, because some parents I've seen, they, they get well, they take about it personally. It. Yeah. And you, exactly, you have... exactly. I'm like, I don't take things personally. Well, you know, there are certain times you're not feeling it. And that time I hold myself. I'm like, or back off anything. a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's the get time to back calm. off a little. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then you can just tell her off. Well, you know, you had some chores you didn't do, but you were, <laughs> you made sure your TikTok was finished, but the day is ended. All your chores are still waiting, right? You just remind that, and then you use that psychology again for my my own use. I'm like, I use the psychology again the next day. I'm like, you know, your chores are there since yesterday, right? And before the day starts, that means I've just kind of laid it out there that you are still being looked at. You do what you want. No one's going to interrupt, but the chores are there waiting. Right. And, and she does it at the end. So we we you've worked it that out. way. Yeah, we, that way we found we found a balance. It's it's a, it's a what I found is a part of give or take, right? So you you know it's not always I tell you what to do. You're the child, which I find is not the right way to. That's an treat authoritarian parenting exactly, style, which is not that, balanced at all, and it's not no. really good for kids. Really not it, in my in my opinion, that's not it. A balanced approach is it, you know, it, exactly, much healthier. Exactly. Exactly. You, you, you can raise you wanna, resilient kids. You want to flourish the individualism in them as well. The person they are, you know, you want them to succeed on their own terms because of their own personality, not what you've 
put across them that this is what you're going to do. This is what you do. This is what you do. And then when they, because I come across uh, a lot of adults who are lost, you know, and I mean, from my research and the things I've uh, dived into mindset that it is to do with the past because of traumas, parent traumas, family traumas, and all that comes from here. Uh, And I always say it comes from parenting time. You, if you yeah, want right. your kids to be successful and have a best life, is from the coming back to you know the kids nowadays is they're connected twenty four hours just because of the technology is so mm-hmm. much available now, right? Uh, I mean, um, uh, my time once you came home, came home inside, well, we had no technology. Internet came of quite years after. Only thing you had was a phone that you can use, you know, you have to pick up the phone, which is attached to the wall to call your friend. But after a certain time, you cannot be seen near that phone. So you were like, right, I need to then just leave it. But that kind of disconnected us. And then we met that friend again. It was lost to talk about, right? But now I see her, you know, cause she's got her own phone for the right reasons, because we want to make sure that she can reach out to us when she needs to. Um, but that also has a side effect of all her friends are connected. Now, you know, they're on a half term here now, which they break up on Friday. But since Friday, the phone hasn't left the hand because they're all still talking to each other. They're meeting up outside. You know, they went out to meet and they came home and they're still talking. I'm like, you just left them. Why are you still talking? Yeah, but there's gossip now. There's this. I'm like, That's so yeah, critical. That So many kids because of pandemic are not getting the opportunity to do that nearly enough. And at least social isolation, when they're tweens, the whole, their whole thing is who am I? And who do I fit in? And are my parents proud of me? Those are the questions that, you know, are in their heads. So it's a critical time for them to, to learn how to be a social human being. That's when they really learn it. And they get more advanced when they're 16 and 17, but that those tween years, 10, 11, 12, 13 even, um, they really need Critical. to have friends. Yeah, it's really, really important. But yeah, and and, and nowadays they they connect to twenty four hours. It's something my daughter actually said to me as well. You know, because she, she was like, "Well, you know, in your time, you had time to cool off or disconnect. Everything is now connected. So if my friend wanted to do something uh, or make jokes about me, all she has to do is go Google or go onto my school website." or find me on the social media and look at something that she can make fun of. You Which know? is not great. Yeah, well, it, it, exactly. And then like, <laughs> you didn't have that in your time. You can only make fun of the person when you actually saw them. And then when, when you get home, you have the time to recover. There's no recovery time now. No, they, and th- th- there are, that's a hard peer pressure thing. I think that's a very difficult thing for the kids. And that's what leads to that internet danger, the cyber bullying and, and and that kind of thing. Um, parent, and just while we're on so, uh, talking digital and connection, um, as wonderful it is, as it is, uh, there are some dangers. Uh, sexting is one of the things that I think is really pretty scary for teens because they don't understand what they're doing and how critical and, and dangerous it becomes. And once you put a photo on the internet, you know, that's it. Um, so there, there are, it's, it's just, it's like what you said, it's important to balance and balance what you can live with and what your fears are and 
to control your anxiety because anxiety, um, which we all talk about our stress and our anxiety, but it's rooted um, in something that's either in the past or in the future. So if you can just be with the moment a little bit more, that will be helpful because you're right. It's either trauma from your past or something you're, oh my God, my daughter's going to fail or my son is going to, you know, not get into college or my, he won't make the team or he's going to be fat and, and, and whatever, you know, all the things you worry about that. Where's the evidence? I mean, you know, if your kid is depressed and you're noticing signs, then you reach out and get help. But anxiety, it doesn't help to worry about the things that you can't control. And there's so much we can't control as parents, really a lot that you can't control. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I agree with that. There's, uh, there's a lot of stuff that we cannot control. So, you know, in, in terms of when you are uh, interacting with the parents who have, uh, you know, are under your coaching, um, what, what's, say, what's the idea the day looks like? I mean, is that uh, um, how many sessions do they go through? Uh, is it a group session or is it individual? I sometimes do groups. I love to do groups because um, uh, it, it's helpful as a parent when you hear someone else is struggling and paddling up the same stream you are. It really is very, it builds your self-confidence and, and gets rid of some of the doubts you have as a parent. Um, I, I work with parents um, Sometimes I have two sessions in a day and some weeks I don't have much at all. It's very variable. And I'm not, quite honestly, I'm doing this because I love it and I'm not looking for, um, you know, a six-figure income from this. Um, fortunately, um, I, I'm not doing it to put food on the table. I'm doing it because I love it. So when the right client comes along and I can be of service that I'm happy to set up a schedule. It just changes all the time. I don't have a set routine, but routine, that word, that's good for your household, your kids, is set up a routine because that, that makes it easier. So I'm living without much structure right now. So it's, some days it's, it's, it's harder, but um, I always advise parents to have a certain amount of routine and structure for your kids. It helps them focus better. Also, family oh, okay. meetings. Do you do family yes. meetings? Well, it's usually sure that we are we, we make sure that we are uh, always having dinner at the same time. So okay. no matter how busy we are, uh, and that's the time everybody then talks. Uh, or Sunday breakfast is always uh, at, at the same time because um, usually we all have breakfast in the different different times you know we, one of us are already very early awake and start to work and one has to drop so not even having breakfast because we now making sure we're ready for the car so but we sure make sure the sunday we're all together and at the evening we're all there for for dinner as well so that gives you that time to then connect with each other and talk about what what your day was and ask the other person what that day was and that's the time you can also then talk about if you have any concerns to raise uh, and ask the question. And how they can help each other too within the exactly, context exactly. of the family. That's yeah, good. exactly. Yeah. So you, you just shared what you've been doing. Uh, and I mean, I might share quite a lot with, with for her to be 14. And she was like, oh, I don't really want to know this in, in terms of, you know, oh, what finances wise. You're like, oh you know, we've been doing this, we've been doing that, you know, this is costing that much. And it's like, I don't understand any of that. I'm like, 
Well, you will one day, but at least you know that, you know, if you're getting that stuff fixed in the backyard, has costed amount X, Y, Z. It's not just appeared out of nowhere. So <laughs> I'm trying to teach the value of yeah. what, what it is. Because well, that's one, one thing of the I'm values the that's important yeah. to you, Zishan. So that's why you transmit that or share that with, with, your, with your offspring. That, that's exactly what I mean. If you, and if you have values and certain principles, that's what you need to let the kids know because they respect you for it and they'll model it. It's totally true. Yeah, and I'm I'm beginning to see that uh, as exactly as you said, she you know she's started to model that in terms of she if we do get her something, she's it's not broken straight away. Before you will get her something, three days later, where is it? It's uh, I don't know, it's somewhere in the corner of the bed or broken or something. You know, it's like oh right, okay, so we should stop buying new stuff. But she's she's lucky. We she's the only one we have. But without spoiling her, we end up still buying stuff for her, you know, yeah. it's just there. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's okay. something that happens. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what, that's what we say as well, you know, it's, we're not deliberately going out there. Oh, this is what we need to buy for her. We need to get this, you know, it's like leopard stuff. But it's something we'll, we'll go out shopping for ourselves. We'll pick up something that we liked for, we mm -hmm. oh, yeah, you remember she was talking about this two, three days ago. Oh, we here, let's pick it up. And you that know, teaches uh, her gratitude because, you know, that's exactly. an important, another important quality to share with our kids. Exactly, we, exactly. So empathy and it, gratitude. That, that, and, and that's part of your title as well, the empathy part of things, right? <laughs> yes, I because I, my emotional intelligence angle is all about, you know, raising kids that are emotionally intelligent who become responsible and resilient and, and empathic. It's just so important for them to understand empathy and, and, and gratitude and respect. I feel those are real important things that can come about if you are emotionally intelligent. That's another whole conversation. Yeah, I was going to say that it needs another two hours. <laughs> Exactly. It's, it's, it's a big C. Um, so the, the question would be, you know, like uh, for 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 a parent who is challenged, let's say, with uh, you know mixture of maybe authoritative parenting, but they because that what they know, right? Because nobody chooses to do that kind of parenting. Is kind of brought down right so you just know that so you you're doing that authoritative parenting without knowing but you're doing that because you think you know what that's best for my kid uh without realizing what the individual person you know is a little individual person wants um and that's what we try to nurture it so what what do you kind of help with that side of things so a parent who is challenged uh from that tweens and teenage phases what as they call it you know they're going through their phase and i'm challenged not understanding what's happening well I, you know frankly uh, again i have to go back to going inside yourself i, I try to get parents to see that they need to be self-aware and uh, what do you really want for your child and is it easier to just um not talk about the situation and not try to make it better because you want it a certain way. So I think the most important thing is for a parent to be honest with him or herself uh, and see where their issues are and know your triggers. If, 
if when you were a child, you felt like you weren't being listened to and, and heard. And then when your kid is not paying attention and isn't listening, it sets off that whole emotional um, meltdown. You, you're yelling, they're yelling, that never works. That's, you know, getting in the web. So uh, try to be aware of your, I tell parents to try to be aware of what their triggers are. And you can only do that if you know yourself. If you're confident, if you feel good about yourself, um, when your child does something that is really upsetting and you can't talk about it at the moment, I say, well, take a breath and step back and be calm. And um, you can connect or, or make a time when you can connect and talk about that topic. So I think knowing oneself and being conscious of one's triggers and not having to be right, um, you know, it only does so much to be right. Um, what you need to do is have a discussion about it. Maybe you are right, but if you're open to a conversation with your child or that teenager who seems impudent or whatever, you, you never know where you're going to get. And that's a much better approach than you do it because I said so, and that's the rule in the house. Well, if you've made the rules in the house and included them in an understanding of the rules and where they're coming from, and you've explained why it's important to you, if you can explain, you know, I just want you to be safe. And in my, you know, in my vision, in my, my for me, it's not safe for you to do ABC. So I, I think it's, it's very individual, but parents have to look in, you know, you have to be willing to look inside yourself and recognize or get some help recognizing where that's all coming from. What's motivating I, I, you? I, I love that. I love that, you know, and, and what I also heard in that was, you know, uh, when you're having that discussion or making your teenager or, or, or the child aware of of what certain actions will make you feel as well uh, mm. in terms of, you know, when, when you're, let's say, I'm going to use an example of, oh, when you're out and you haven't texted me after a certain amount of hours. Or after I'm curfew. Not, yeah, I, I am, I'm not sure what's happening. You know, are you still alive? You know, <laughs> you can at least drop me that, right? So things like that. So you need them to be aware of, okay, can I, you can at least just do that so that I am aware you're safe. Uh, and that's my concern, right? And that's, so you're that's safe. the reason, right. And if, yeah. if they're late for curfew, because that's a typical teenage thing, um, oh, yeah. uh, and you explain why, or you adhere to it for a while, then maybe we can have a discussion about extending the curfew a half an hour. So if 10 o'clock's your curfew, well, in a couple of weeks, if I see that you're cooperating and it's going well and you're making good decisions, we can we can talk about 1030. If they see that you're open to having, you know, a, a, a discussion as opposed to just an abrupt statement or advice or lecture, don't lecture. They're not listening. Don't lecture. Not a good mode of, of advice giving. Make it a conversation. Yeah, I I agree with that 100%. Make it a conversation because I always say, you know, if you if you, you know, coming if you're feeling upset with what your child is doing, put yourself in your time when you were that old. That's right. What 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 were you happy or <laughs> going through the same emotions? So it's it's basically a repeat cycle. You know, it's it's a cycle that's just repeating, 
and someone has to, you know, become self-aware and start pivoting and changing right. to to make it a little bit better, right. and then it continues. I mean, I'm I'm so grateful for you to you know coming on to the show today and uh, enlightening us with so many uh, things. I mean, I'm more aware of myself now, even though uh, you know I'm uh, I was doing certain things, but I'm now assured as well by by just listening to you that Good. I am on the right path. You know, uh, I always look at it as a journey. Anyway, it's it's a, it journey. Is a journey, and like all and it's journeys, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. And, and like all marathon and journeys, you will come across uh, hurdles. You will mm -hmm. come across uh, challenges. It's just how we uh, take on those challenges. Instead of reacting, you know, we make some informed decisions. And you respond. And that's, yeah, and you respond to them. And that's when you will see some significant changes uh, or automatically happen. This will all happen automatically. Uh, we just have to make sure we are aware of the things which are, you know, we've set upon. So thank you very much for, for your time welcome. today. If people wanted to get in touch with you, they can get in touch with you via Instagram. I know there is a link on your uh, bio where yes. they can also drop their details, right? They can drop their um, details and they will then get a free gift from me about bringing the joy back to parenting and be in touch with me and be on my list. And they can email, if people want to email me directly, they can do that as well. It's joanne at joannehlight.com. I'm happy to answer an individual question or just have a chat. Amazing. So you've heard it here, everybody, guys. Uh, you can reach out. I would 100% recommend everybody to go onto the bio on Instagram uh, on that link and get that freebie. You know, who doesn't want the freebie? So get that. Uh, it might be uh, something great start for everybody to, to get into it. You know, uh, we all need it. Some sort of help with parenting, even oh, though we yeah. think we know it. We, we never know it all. Uh, so Nobody, uh, uh, no expert. You can't, and you're not perfect. Don't try to be perfect. Imperfect parenting is very good. <laughs> I agree hundred percent. So we should be wrap. We will be wrapping this up now. Uh, is there something you would like to say to um, close this? Uh, no, just I enjoyed being and with you and talking. You sound like you're doing the right thing on your own end. Um, and just my advice to everyone is to to deal with the emo their emotions and their children's emotions, and we'll have a much better world. <laughs> and I'd love to hear from anybody and connect. Amazing. Thank you very much for uh, your time today, uh, Joanne, and everybody who's been listening to us uh, from beginning or just recently joined as well. I recommend 100% to, if you've just joined, to go back to the episode from the beginning and watch it again. There's lots of stuff being shared there, very inspirational stuff in there. Uh, and if people who've been listening and watching to this now uh, and you found, you know, you had an aha moment or you mm -hmm. had a spark in your mind, you know, it's now your duty to share this with someone whoever right. just came into your mind. So if somebody came into your mind, share it with that person, just tag them or forward the episode to them because we do not know who's woken up or gone to bed thinking of a better today or tomorrow. And this episode might just spark that change. Uh, that's all we need to do is just create that little spark in everybody to start that change. And this episode might just be the one and you might be the one who started it. So thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, Joanne, as well. Thank everybody you. else, we'll see you next Tuesday again. And thank you. Ciao. Bye-bye.